What makes a servant? Who are we called to serve? How do we even begin a life of service? Hi, my name is Aris Lawless and welcome to Sage Talk. In this episode of Sage Talk, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are answering these pressing questions. They're also introducing us to the ultimate example of a servant. And together we'll discover how he alone can give us the ability to serve in his name. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they have spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's listen to this special conversation as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, this is Paul Lawler, and I'm with Al Henson, the founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Al, uh, it's a pleasure to be with you today. It's and good to be with you too, Paul, and back again with our listeners. Absolutely, and I, I feel that way as well. And as, as we have this privilege of spending time together, um, our topic today is what is a servant mm. and taking on the nature of a servant. And as, as we dive into this topic, um, I've noted this uh, several times, but we both uh, have and share a global perspective because mm-hmm. we we both have the honor and privilege of serving in different parts yeah, of the world. Yeah, if you love Jesus and follow him, you have to love the nations, and he'll lead you out among them in some way, somehow. Amen. That's yeah. And that's such a true mm-hmm. statement, and, and, and I, I think it's important for us all to be reminded of that. But I, I, I was in Asia uh, not too long ago, and I was invited to be a part of a conference taking mm. place there. And the pastor that organized this conference is a very influential pastor mm-hmm. in that part of the world. And I, I just observed something that I thought was so unique. He convened these pastors. He brought in speakers from different parts of the world. And this particular pastor uh, even though he, w- mm. he was the convener, loved and admired by many, not once was he on the platform. Mm. In fact, not only was he not on the platform, the entire conference he sat on the back row. Wow. Uh, I, I noticed at times when during the teaching, he, uh, he might have his head bowed in prayer, just interceding for mm. his fellow pastors. And, and what I was captured by was this, this heart of a mm. servant uh, as he was serving the body of Christ, yeah. serving his fellow pastors. And, and now what, what struck me is, is that's such a contrast from mm-hmm. what I often experience, see, and maybe even battle at times mm-hmm. as a North American pastor. Mm-hmm. And so it's with that in mind, you and I talked about a Bible verse uh, earlier today, uh, Isaiah 42, verse 1, and it reads like this, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. Mm. Would you mind commenting on that? Yes, Paul, the, um, the subject of being a servant Many books are being written about the subject. Mm. It's now almost always a part of any kind of leadership conference. Mm. And what is interesting to me is your story is that even though there's a lot of theology Mm. and knowledge about being a servant, um, 
there's, it's, it's impossible to become a servant like unto Jesus mm. unless actually Jesus himself is with the Holy Spirit inner controlling our very inner being and, mm. and its motives and it's uh, we're spiritually minded yes we're spiritually we're walking in the spirit mm. and not uh, it's easy to be uh, religiously minded yes and the carnal flesh be doing a lot of good things and mm. so it, it, just a good foundation as we begin to talk about Christ is this verse because this uh, is God presenting his own son, Jesus, as yes. the servant mm. of God. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's important to start with God. Yes. And when we think about the subject of, of being a servant, uh, we have the Godhead. Mm. Uh, we have uh, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God, uh, three personages. And... Um, as I have understood this and developed in my growth and understanding the Trinity, even though it's far beyond mm-hmm. comprehension, mm. is that the Godhead has a will. Yes. And the Father mm. holds sacred the will of the will of the Godhead. Mm. And he declares the will of the Godhead. Yes. So that's why even Jesus, when he comes, says, I do my Father's will. It even taught us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed yes. be thy will. Mm-hmm. The will is the will of the Father declaring the will of the Godhead. Yes. But but, but God the Father holds that. Mm. The Son then, as Isaiah 42 is speaking about, is the, um, he is the servant mm. of the Godhead. Mm-hmm. He is the one that carries out the will of the Godhead declared and held sacred by God the Father. So that's why Colossians and the New Testament and places will teach us that Jesus actually is the creator. Yes. Because yes. this was the will of the Godhead, the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jesus carried it out. Mm-hmm. And then the third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, is the one that empowers yes. the servant of of the Godhead, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus walked upon the earth, uh, he was conceived of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think even in the womb, uh, he was uh, uh, perhaps filled with the Spirit. And then even as he began his earthly ministry in Matthew 5, it says, and being filled with the Spirit, he Mm -hmm. went up into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And then even Jesus in John 5, 19 says, uh, I could do nothing of myself. Yes. So I saw the Father move. There is my commitment to his will. I saw the Father moving, Mm. and then I moved with him. With Mm. other texts, he moved with the Father, carrying out the will of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, Al, as you you share this from the revelation of Scripture, um, I'm mindful that uh, in our own context here in North America, um, you know, in the news the last couple of years or several Mm -hmm. years, um, we've heard some things about pastors and leaders that that really don't reflect having mm-hmm. the heart of a servant. Now, I recognize that, that could be true of uh, pastors and leaders in other parts of the world as mm-hmm. well. But um, but but I'm mindful that this what you're describing is such a contrast mm-hmm. uh, of some of what we see mm-hmm. among Christian leaders. Uh, could you share a comment? Yeah, around this that? Uh, obviously, Paul. 
we're all aware of this, mm. and it, it appears it, uh, that even the news media and all want to make sure yeah. that they magnify That's these stories. And, and, and again, I want to say that I wouldn't mention names here, but uh, we, we love these brothers. Amen. And we thank God that the grace of God is there, uh, mm. as it has been in our own lives mm. when we make mistakes and mm-hmm. failures. But So we love them. But these kinds of things are indications that we have many in Christian leadership mm. that have not understood if you want to be conformed to the image of Christ, mm. as you're being conformed to his image, you will become a servant. Mm. And servant is more than just what you do, it's why you do it That's good. and how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not just uh, the obedience, but, but by carrying it out in the Spirit, then you, mm-hmm. you establish both the heart and motives of God mm-hmm. and how you serve. And, uh, uh, and, and in Jesus, when he was up on the earth, ending his time with his disciples in John in chapter 20 and 21, uh, very powerful a conversation with him and his disciples when he said unto them, Now as the Father, mm. as the Father has sent me, now so send I you. Yes. And then now so send I as the Father mm. is exactly in the same manner and the same way as the Father sent me, now so send I you. Yes. And so the servant was sent to walk among fallen humanity. Mm. Christ and as he walked among fallen humanity, he came to serve not only the will of God, yes, but the need of mankind. Yes, he was fully the servant. Yes, the greater served the lesser. Mm-hmm. Us, and in that same text, then you see, after he had said, "As the Father has sent me, so send I you," he breathed upon them, mm-hmm. representing the breathing of the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and said unto them, welcome the Holy Spirit. Yes. So he was saying, as the same way as I've carried out as a servant the will of God, now I want you to carry out as a servant God's will, your Lord, Messiah's yes. will. Yes. You, are, you, are, you are the lights of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. So you will become living epistles, yes. as Paul would say, mm. of servants energized and empowered by, by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I express that, Paul, is this. Jesus came to die, and through his death, burial, and resurrection, mm. he birthed the gospel. Yes. Now, in the same way, we must die. Mm. He said, deny self. Yes. Take up the cross, which is yes. an instrument of death. Mm-hmm. The cross is what puts self to death. Yes. On a moment-by-moment basis, and then you can follow me. That's the resurrection mm-hmm. life. This was the core message of Jesus to his yes. disciples. If you want to be my disciple, you must deny self, mm-hmm. take up the cross, and follow me. Mm. And so as he died to birth the gospel, mm. then as we die daily, as Paul would say, in yes. Christ, then we, through, our, through death and resurrection into the Spirit, mm. we proclaim the gospel. Yes, yes. And listen, this is really important. Mm. Proclaiming the gospel, you cannot speak and proclaim by word of mouth the gospel that you're not first living. That's right, yes. Yes. 
it will have no power. Yes. And this is what we have often in the kingdom. Mm. We have those who are proclaiming the good news of Jesus, mm. that their lives do not demonstrate yes. the gospel. Yes. And, and the purest look into the gospel is a servant, mm. one moved by God's love, one yes. moved by God's wisdom. Mm. You know, Al, as we, I'm, I'm going to come back and 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 just reference the American church, and I'm I'm aware she's a church that has a lot of activity, mm-hmm. uh, but but this comes to mind: great activity can be a camouflage for great iniquity, mm-hmm. and I, I know that sounds a little maybe a little edgy to mm-hmm. say that, but but it seems in, in in light of what you're saying and sharing and what the scriptures teach. That, that servanthood, taking on the nature of a servant. Now, you were commenting a moment ago, it's not just what we do, it's the spirit in which we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That it, it seems that there's something that, that for some of us is lost, mm-hmm. and, and that is getting back to this nature of servanthood. Yeah, what, uh, always a good question is, what moves you? Mm. And what moved <clears throat> Jesus to servanthood mm. was love. Mm. The love for God, love for the Father, mm-hmm. and love for humanity. Yes, and uh, in in that love, and when you think of uh, practically how this works out, um, I'll, j- I'll just share a personal testimony. As a pastor, mm. I was trained um, to think of uh, of a vision of becoming a champion for Christ. Yes. And, uh, and that was the the school you went to. Yes, correct? yes. I was tra- trained in that mm-hmm. that kind of way, mm-hmm. and there was nothing wrong with being visionary, and there's nothing wrong with knowing that we can all be mm-hmm. in Christ champions. Yes, but even though I was desiring to walk out in the Spirit, which I was doing at some level, mm-hmm. there also was a carnal part of me that really embraced that. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I want to be somebody. I want to be recognized in the kingdom. And so there was a, some ripping and tearing and, and death that needed to take place in me. But I, I remember after planning a church and um, uh, that I felt our church was waning a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I thought, oh, I need to get, I need to have another vision message. Yes. Yes. And I thought I'll do this on a Sunday night because that's the group that blows it to come on Sunday night. The key leaders and those who mm-hmm. really love the church and love the Lord will, will come out on Sunday night. So I had labored for a couple of two or three days, really putting this message together, even passionate about it, burdened about it, burdened yes. about the church. Um, and I actually told my wife, Susan, uh, I want to have uh, lunch, and then I'm going to go back to the church and just uh, study and mm-hmm. pray. Yes. So I went back to the church mm-hmm. at 2 o'clock and there from, say, 2 to 5.30 or so, Studying and then decided I was finished and actually probably a little proud and, and I'm ready now. I'm going to turn it loose <clears throat> and uh, with this with the congregation. And so I knelt to pray and got prostrate before the Lord. And I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but this still quiet inner thoughts of God. Son, what do you think you're doing? Mm. And I thought I would hear, son, well done. Yeah. Son, what do you think you're doing? Mm. And I knew enough to stop then mm. and uh, 
my my father wanted to talk to me about something, my heavenly father. And over the course of the next few minutes and 30, 40 minutes, I, uh, it became really clear to me that I wasn't going to bring a message of a servant. Yes. I was going to bring a message of a leader mm. that wanted to, to to see his church grow, his yes. church grow, yes. and his ministry grow. Mm. And I was going to call the people of God into his vision. Yeah, yeah. And God began to rip my heart out. Son, what are you doing? Mm. Mm. Why are you doing this? Mm. And so in that hour, I repented. Glory. Uh, another th- time of brokenness in yes. my life. yes. And I went out that night and I delivered this message. And the mm. message was, you're all priceless treasures. You've all been born of God. Mm. And God has a purpose and plan for your life. Yes. And this pastor has come to serve you. Mm. And I, and I want to know who you are and God's purpose and plan for your life and how can that fit in uh, for all of us collectively together, mm. together have the vision of God, and how mm. can I help you to succeed in what God Hallelujah. has called you to do? And it, it just it, that really changed. That is powerful. My pastoral ministry. Yeah, that, that is so powerful. You know, Al, as you share that, I, one of the things I thought that occurs to me that that one of the ways that we would know we've moved out of taking on the heart of a servant is when we get more fascinated with the what than mm-hmm. the who. Yes. When we're more fascinated with the activity or the results, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I mean results that are really more about our carnal nature mm-hmm. than we are captivated by Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and this picture of Christ as this beautiful servant, it's, uh, I was, uh, it's Philippians 2. Mm-hmm. And what amazes me is that the God of the universe mm. would come and serve us yes. and become our servant. Yes. And this is what Philippians 2 calling to us, let this mind be in you, mm-hmm. Philippians 2, 5, yes. the same attitude be in you, which was in, was in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then it begins to proceed about what was in his mind. And his mind was, he was God, being in the form yes. of God, yes. thought it not robber to be equal with God, mm-hmm. but he made of himself no reputation. And, and if, you, if you really understand what he's saying, he who was God had the rights of deity. Yes. And to come to the earth, he had the right to say to all, all humanity, serve me, yes. bow before me, yes. and, and, and do what I tell you to do. Mm. But he, lay, he stripped himself of all of his rights, mm. not of his deity. Yeah. He remained God, but he stripped him. He laid down all of his rights because in his own mind, he summed up that he loved God the Father. Yes. And what God the Father desired was to be reconciled to his uh, creation, mm-hmm. creator to creation. Yes. And what humanity, he saw in humanity, enslaved in sin. Mm-hmm. And humanity needed to be forgiven of that sin and set free from that sin so that it could come into Christ and be the righteousness of Christ yes. and be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, loving God and loving mankind is a higher priority yes. than my own rights mm-hmm. as deity. So he stripped himself of all of that. And it's just, notice the words, and he became a man. Yes. Then it says, and then he became the servant of mm. man. Mm. 
And then he served man, not only washed their feet, mm-hmm. but he served man even unto death. Yes. And he served man even unto the death of the cross, not an honorable death, yes. but an accursed death. So he ultimately uh, served to the ultimate, mm. uh, and that is laying everything down, even his reputation, mm-hmm. uh, his own honor, uh, where he was rejected and reviled of man, Isaiah yes. 53 will say. Yes. And when I beheld such love, mm. such beauty, mm. and as God was revelating that to my heart, I thought, that's what I want to be, Lord. Amen. That's what you want me to yes. be, to yes. live in this kind of way. Mm. You know, as, Al, as you share that, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that you have a story of something you experienced in Asia mm-hmm. and uh, that illustrates this so well. Would mm-hmm. you mind sharing that? Yes, I'd, I'd be glad to. Uh, before I do, I, I just want to say this, is that as a pastor, you think about how do I serve the people? Mm. Not how do they serve me? Yes. As a husband, how do I serve my wife? Mm. Mm-hmm. Children are born. How do I serve my children? Yes. And you esteem them better than yourselves, mm. and you put their interests before you are your own. This is love, and the, and yes. the thoughts of love. Mm. And so I was teaching uh, this matter of being a servant in in an undisclosed country, but the. There was about 50 brothers and sisters that were present, 40 brothers, 10 sisters, for about three days, mm. and we talked about a servant. Some of these things, the same things, only yes. we took we took about 13 to 14 hours of studying and prayer mm-hmm. to look into these things, and it was just wonderful mm. to, to see what God was was doing in the hearts of these 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 brothers as they were understanding. But God had put it up on my heart. Uh, at the end, to do the final lesson just for 10 minutes uh, on on the, the washing of the feet. Yes. When Jesus washed their feet. Mm. And and I knew the culture that the male was esteemed high, mm-hmm. and the female was seen as something less than the male. And so I chose an elderly man who was one of the spiritual leaders to... Um, to wash his feet first, and even when I began that, they began to think, "How you know? How can this be? Yes. This white white America mm-hmm. that we highly esteem, Doctor Al, mm-hmm. and now he's washing the, our feet." Mm. And and um, so the Spirit began to reveal to them more at the heart level what we'd been teaching. Mm. Then I took the youngest brother among us, which yes. was even more. Oh, how could he do this? Mm. And then, thirdly, I took one of the pastor's wives, oh, a female, mm. and I washed her feet. And, and when I was washing the feet, her feet, I would have a translator beside me. And yes. each one, as I was, I would just bless them. Yes. Yes. And speak a blessing over them. Mm. And uh, then finally, God had put it up on my heart, there was a young lady who mm. had been working in the kitchen all these three days, mm. cooking and serving. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a leader in the church. Mm. But she had come and served us, and I asked, could they bring her out? And I washed her feet. Wow. And and, and Paul, it was hot mm. with the presence of God, mm. the revelation of God. Mm. Then something that would probably be one of the top three or four moments of my entire walk with God happened, very humbling but very holy. Wow. The leader's wife came forward. Mm. And it was whispering in the leader's ear, and then the leader came over and the translator said, uh, 
my wife said last night at 3 o'clock, God woke her out of her sleep. She was thinking about a servant, and she said to him, he said to her, Tomorrow, mm. uh, Brother Al, your servant, my servant, mm. will wash your feet. Wow. Don't you let him out of here without you washing his feet. Wow. And they asked, can we wash your feet? And I, mm. I actually, for a few moments, was hesitant. And I yeah. thought, oh, that's pride. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to let them mm. do this. Yes. I need to let them honor me mm. and honor the Lord. And so I did. And it was, uh, I was fighting back the tears. Mm. The place was so holy. I was thinking of the verse, uh, even in Philippians 2, where f- because he'd humbled himself, wherefore God highly exalted him. Yeah. And one of the paradoxical principles of God, if we humble ourselves, he will exalt us yes. in due time, in his way, in his timing. Then Paul, an unspeakable thing almost happened. Mm. It's, uh, it's, I'm hesitant to speak of it. But four or five ladies gathered around, and the men gathered around mm-hmm. as if they all wanted to be, even though they couldn't touch my feet, mm-hmm. they wanted to wash my feet or be a part of that. The leading uh, lady, whose hair was bundled up, mm-hmm. she took her long hair down. Oh, wow. And she began to dry my feet. Wow. Weeping. I could feel the tears. Wow. It was a matter of love mm. and a matter of honor. And it was in that, that that I really began to understand the joy that was yes, there, yes. the fulfillment that was there. Yes. And as the commercial would say, now this is priceless. Mm-hmm. And I really thought in that moment, everything I've given up, I've given up nothing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I really have gained everything. Mm. And so I just like an ending to challenge mm. any brother or sister, any Christian leader that's living in the way of Jesus. Mm. Uh, is is the only real way. Amen. And if you're going to be like Jesus, you must be a servant in every relationship yes. and every calling in mm. your life. Al, that is so good. And I, and I'm mindful as we as we hear this that this also uh, is a great bridge for what we're going to talk about in our next episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the subject of brokenness yes. and how brokenness is actually lays the foundation for blessing mm-hmm. in the heart of a servant's life. Yes. So we hope those that are listening today will will be with us again Amen. next week as we fellowship together and, and also share. But let's pray yeah. as we close today yes. for just the development of a, of a servant's heart Amen. Uh, in the lives of those listening today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, as we've been reminded today, Jesus himself left the heavenly realm and became like us uh, in the context of taking on humanity, Mm. the form of a servant, and he served us. Mm -hmm. He served the Father. He served us. And God, as you are working to conform us to the image of the Son, we pray, cultivate in us, cultivate in me, O God, the nature of the servant heart that Jesus possessed. So, Jesus, we pray, possess us, fill us, dwell in us. We want to know Jesus Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and taking on the nature of a servant. We pray this in the strong name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, for me, this episode was a challenge to examine my heart's motives. 
What moves me? What is the why behind what I do? Am I serving myself through my service, or am I truly serving my Father? Paul's reminder that great activity can be a camouflage for great iniquity hits deep in the lives of many believers. So I encourage you, take some time to reflect on today's episode and look deep into your own heart. Now in our next episode, Al and Paul are starting a three-part series on brokenness. You don't want to miss it, so please subscribe to Sage Talk by clicking on the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe for email updates by visiting our website at sagetalkpodcast.com. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart-to-heart, and life-to-life.